Welcome to As the Story Grows, I'm Brad Patton. Today we welcome Elise Zavala and Oscar Romero from Lilac to the podcast. Lilac is an up-and-coming hard rock slash new metal band from Raleigh, North Carolina. When we chatted, they were in studio working on new music. The band most recently released a single titled Crawl Space. Elise and Oscar share their backgrounds and how they contrast, how Oscar wanted to rap in a rock band, Elise's career as a hacker, the era's tour, and more. Over on Patreon last week, I shared my favorite albums number 100 through 51 of 2023. And on Substack this past Monday, I shared my 30 favorite EPs and singles from the year. Next week, I will be sharing my top 50 favorite albums on Substack. You can find links to support the podcast on Patreon and join the mailing list in the show notes, as well as a link to our Discord community. Thank you so much for making As the Story Grows a part of your year. Enjoy today's chat with Elise and Oscar from Lilac. How's it going? Very good. Very good. Yeah. We're in Vegas right now. We're oh, recording yeah. with Kane Churko. Um, he and his dad, like uh, Kane and Kevin Churko, they've recorded like Disturbed and uh, In This Moment and Ozzy Osbourne. And I mean, they even got like Celine Dion records mm-hmm. on the wall. Like they, it, it's nice. just insane. Five Finger Death Punch and everything. So we're like working with like an insane level of producer and we're just really excited to be here we're we're going to be out here for five weeks actually oh wow so getting yeah. used to the vegas life yeah. you know yeah yeah <laughs> That's, that feels like a long time to record a record these days <laughs> uh yeah i think um so kane said it's actually pretty um his normal go-to is like a one week per song oh wow yeah 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 oh wow so, so we're gonna write five new songs with them cool Cool. Yeah, yeah, but Kane's been so much fun to work with. Like, we get to hear all the like back uh, background industry stories and all oh, stuff. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time just chit chatting and, and having a good yeah. time as well. So yeah, <laughs> that takes up a lot of five days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's rad. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, where are you both uh, originally from? Uh, I'm originally from Sandusky, Ohio, but I moved down to North Carolina back in like 2008, and I've been in North Carolina ever since. Uh, pretty much the same. I, I, not from Ohio, but I'm originally <laughs> from New York um, and moved back down to North Carolina in 2007. And uh, oh. that, yeah, that's where we met um, like 10 years later. Nice. 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 What was uh, growing up like for each of you? Uh, I mean, I lived uh, like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that question. I lived in um, like near the amusement park. Uh, like the Cedar Point Amusement Park. So like okay. um, we were, it was a tourist town. Lots of people just only working in factories or in like touristy kind of um, uh, jobs. Um, but I mean, 
are you asking more so just like what's it like to live in that city or like what no, our backgrounds just, are just general just your background yeah 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 um i mean i i hated living in ohio <laughs> um, <laughs> i i mean let's go ahead and break that picture yeah, of living like, next to an amusement park being like, amazing right no, there <laughs> no i think it's just like yeah i, I didn't like how i my childhood i guess growing up or whatever so yeah. i was stoked to leave um so I, I yeah i ran away i like left as quick as i could um moved to north carolina and i loved north carolina I, I met friends there i met like a new family there i think you know and, and it's been good yeah no, my childhood was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, uh, I grew up on uh, Long Island in, in New okay. York. So I lived like five, ten minutes from the beach my entire childhood. Um, so basically like every day uh, after school, we went to the beach. And uh, But in New York, I mean, if, if you're familiar with people from New York, we always lived in houses with like ten families living in it kind of thing. So everyone had their each family had a room basically in like an eight bedroom house and everyone was just kind of cramped in there. Uh, but this is kind of like the New York lifestyle. So uh, moving down to North Carolina was definitely a nice breath of fresh air to have a little bit more space and start to breathe a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been, it was a lot of fun growing up in North Carolina too. Cause I basically grew up there in my later yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. What took each of you to North Carolina? Uh, well, I mean, my biological father lived in North Carolina and um, he reached out to me and told me that like, hey, we might be able to develop a, like, like a relationship if you move here. And then I, uh, so I apply. I was applying to colleges at that time, and um, I applied to a school, and I got all the way to orientation. I moved all my stuff there, everything, and like two, like I literally called them on the day of orientation, and I said, "Hey, I'm here. I, I moved to a different state. You know, ready to meet you." And two weeks beforehand, he actually accepted a job in South Carolina, so he'd already moved. Oh shit. Um, yeah. So he was just like, "Oh, well, I mean, I'll drive through North Carolina." <laughs> Sometimes so maybe you know we'll just meet up when I when I'm there for karaoke oh, or something, man. and I was just like, okay, well I'm here already. I've already signed the papers. Surprise. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, I guess it was a good thing eventually because you know I feel like everything happens for a reason. So I, uh, like, there's a reason why I'm in North Carolina, and you know, and there's a reason why he moved away. So I guess you know you it go. was it, I just needed to like kind of you know meet new people. I guess you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, my biological father moved me to North Carolina. So yeah, I was just dragged to North Carolina. Yeah. See, but that's the thing. I had no idea what North Carolina or living in the South was. Yeah. And I, I lived in New York my whole life. And my parents just kind of moved to North Carolina because uh, it was like the idea, like things would be a little bit easier you know a bit slower pace but to me i thought everything was like farmland and like kooky crazy people that were gonna have no that's in ohio crazy things to feel uh well uh, the south too i feel like because i mean my complexion is a little bit sunburned and, <laughs> and uh and so like i had this w crazy expectation but it wasn't like that at all i mean we moved to north carolina right in uh the heart of raleigh north carolina um and then it's been absolutely amazing since i i got to meet some beautiful people as soon as i got there and um i went to college in north carolina and uh, i i spent six years living in the mountains and the beach is two hours away so 
absolutely perfect. I love North Carolina. Yeah. But let's talk about music. What got you into music? Um, well, I mean, I I used to love um, listening to, so I've always loved to sing. I actually started writing like songs, just a cappella for my church when I was like six years old. Um, and then I, like, I guess later on, like, um, as like my household got worse and worse, I, I kind of like lost the whole singing for God sort of thing. But it was more of just like, I, I just used to use music to, I guess, escape yeah. sort of stuff. And so um, I, I love singers that um, have a lot of pain in their voice. And, you know, you could just like uh, sit in a locked room and just like, you know, scream, you know, sing at the top of your lungs, you know, and, and like, I, I think lyrics that um, talk about pain or talk about emotion or things that they're going through the struggle make me feel like I could relate and that I wasn't alone, you know? And uh, yeah, I just uh, I think music was just a really big part of me, I guess, surviving, you know, and um, yeah, I've, I've been big on that. I, I like anything that has um, like a really challenging voice, too. I, I love like uh, like Chris Cornell and like Etta James and like Celine Dion, like uh, like people where you could tell like I have like you got to practice to hit those notes and stuff. I love it. Big fan of yeah. Cool. I also began singing a cappella in church. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to steal the whole singing. story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's rock and roll. No, um, <laughs> no funny because my parents are like super diehard, like evangelical, Pentecostal, Southern Bible Belt Christians. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so I had to rebel. Um, no, um, but I grew up, uh, I actually grew up playing all kinds of instruments. Uh, I played recorder, violin. Uh, I was in chorus. Um, I played drums, guitar, like all kinds of stuff growing up. Um, and then later on in life, I just started like jamming with friends and, uh, you know, freestyling over stuff. So I'm, I'm the rapper for Lilac now. Um, but really getting started, it was just kind of uh, freestyling over like funk music with some friends of mine, you know, grew up listening to like Chili Peppers and stuff like that and Rage Against the Machine, uh, Eminem, uh, now like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, stuff like that. And um, yeah, and uh, it's all history from there, just one project to the next until I, I crash landed in my lap. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he answered a Craigslist ad. I was oh, yeah. I was trying to get so, rappers for the band, but like half of the profiles that I was seeing just used like just like a pile of money as the profile picture. And I was like, oh, God, that's that's not. I had I a pile of chains. <laughs> I was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah and then i found oscars yeah so i mean goes to show kids out there don't don't be too scared to meet strangers off the internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> it, it's so funny how many stories are just like yeah a band member found on craigslist and like i i guess that works because like anytime you try to sell something on craigslist you just get like spam accounts and i'm just like how do people find yeah. band members on craigslist people actually use it for good <laughs> Yeah, so that's the thing. Because I, I, uh, I, I actually spent a lot of time searching for like other musicians on Craigslist. And um, <clears throat> I ended up being a drummer and like a jazz band and like uh, jamming with all kinds of people before Lilac. And so I would say the musician community on Craigslist is really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then I was like, you know, I want to I rap for a rock band. And the, the post was just there. It's like, 
locked in perfectly. It was just random stars meant to be. Oh, I, I thought that you were just looking up like rapper posts. That's cool. I didn't realize you were looking to be. Oh, no, I specifically rock looking for a rap to be Perfect. a rapper in a rock band. Learn something new every day. That's nice. That's huh. nice. Before yeah. the Craigslist side, how did Lilac get started? Yeah, so I was um, basically, I've always loved the idea of, so I, I loved Linkin Park growing up, and I love the idea of like rap and rock combined. Um, but in my past, I've always just been a female uh, singer for a rock band, you know, and I noticed that even if you don't sound nothing like Amy Lee or you sound nothing like, um, you know, Lizzie Hale or something, a lot of times when you're a female in a rock band, they always just compare you, I think, yeah. to like the only lead singer, you know, that is a female that they know. So even though I'm not singing like symphonic metal or something, they might compare me to like a band that does symphonic, you know, it, it just doesn't. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So I thought, okay, well, I've, I've always loved Linkin Park. What if I started a band that had like Linkin Park and Bring Me the Horizon made a baby, but then like add some female vocals with like maybe some pop, like catchy choruses. Um, and I, and um, I, I knew that I wanted to start that band. I just got out of, um, a, I just canceled my engagement and I got out of my relationship. And so I was like, wanting to write a lot of music <laughs> and, you know, and, for such good music right, right? right? <laughs> I, I knew I, it was it was time um but i didn't know if i was ready for actually starting it yet but cam um who is our keyboardist who writes all of the skeleton instrumentals and stuff uh he had asked me um we met through his ex-girlfriend um it just mutual friends like out in a park and um we went to her birthday party and he was like, you know, I need some vocals on some tracks that I made, which by the way, those were like synth wavy, like eighties pop kind of sounding. And it's not my, it's not my vibe. Never but would have expected it out, wasn't, of, out of cam. It, yeah. It's yeah. Very much cam sounds. Um, but anyway, I, so it wasn't, it wasn't the music that I liked, but he just wanted, um, like my voiceover top. So I was like, okay, yeah. yeah, I can do that. So I went over to his house or whatever. And I, and I, uh, sang some, and then we just got on the topic of me starting a band, but I was like, yeah, but I want to start like an, an actual rock band, you know, it's a metal breakdown. It's nothing that you do. I was just like, it was like, like I respect him and his mm -hmm. art that he was creating and stuff, of course, but it was just like a different way, different genre than what I was going for. And, um, and Cam was just like, I want to audition. Like, let me make some songs. And like, literally the next day, he sent me a couple songs that were just like, oh, and it has a, and has a, this is metal, this has a metal breakdown here. Okay. And I'm like listening, and I was just like, okay, he can, he writes a lot of a lot of genres. He's very very good. And um, yeah. And then after that, so then Cam and I just started. I was like, I guess we're starting lilac now you know i wasn't expecting to start the band that soon um but yeah after he gave me music i was like all right i'm already hearing melodies over this uh let's find some more members nice nice what year was that uh that was um it was summer of 2020 but we didn't end up getting all of the members until um 2021 mm -hmm. What was that experience like trying to put together a band 
in the pandemic in the quarantine yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so like i'm i'm creating craigslist ads i'm creating facebook ads i'm creating ads and band mix and stuff but like you know you have some people that like don't want to meet in person or you have some people that are willing to meet in person but like they they're sick or, or something's going on and so it's just like um there was a, a lot of navigating around the pandemic, but then once we all found each other in 2021, that's when we just like all kind of quarantined together. Yeah. You know, I think we just like like hammered away song after song after song. We spent so much time yeah. together because there was nothing else to do. You couldn't go out to bars and hang out and stuff. So I think we just... Yeah. Yeah, and that was the fun thing about kind of starting a project during that time and kind of the like really crazy start of it all that it was like, oh, let's put all our lives at risk right now. No, but, um, you know, being able to quarantine together and really just like play music nonstop, write music. I mean, there were weeks on end where we would spend because we all have day jobs as well so we would you know work eight hours a day and then head to the studio and work till two in the morning every night and that would be five six days a week um just trial after trial of like what we were trying to even figure out what our sound was going to be yeah um and that was the incredible thing about kind of also getting to know a, a brand new group of people because uh, a lot of us didn't even know, a few of us didn't even know each other. Some of them had kind of known each other from the general see, music scene in the Raleigh area, like Lee said, mutual friends, stuff like that. Um, but definitely, you you really, really learn if you're going to get along with someone when you're arguing at each other 40 hours a week. Um, right. But it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're hyper-focused all on this same goal going, you know, the boat's going the same direction, and it's not just like... All right. Well, Saturday we'll meet up. It's like no, we're all committed to this because yeah. we have to be together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And and that's what I tell them all the time too. It's like it's crazy to think that you could find a group of six people, adults, to like put their schedules all together. One, you yeah. know, and like day in day out, and uh, put a, a common goal behind it. And and that's what's been really cool about our development over these last few years, and being able to go on tours and write all the music and come out to places like Vegas to write with Kane Churko is that like that goal has stayed consistent over time. Yeah. Of we're pushing this project forward past all of our egos all of our you know desires and wants like we realize how important the project is yeah yeah where did the name come from and why the stylization i uh, so i mean we came up with a long list of names um but then like you know Just like i, I have like uh, it's kind of faded right now because i've been vegas under the sun but i i normally have very lilac like silver lilac hair so she says and <laughs> I do, I do. And anyway, so like I normally have like a pastel like lilac hair and so we we thought okay, well, what if we just kind of like I think it was Cam who brought it up. Like, just Kenny. like I, okay, one of them brought up, well, why don't we just name the band like Lilac or like Lilacs in the Attic or something weird, you know, like that. And so we all were like, "Ooh, interesting. That sounds kind of cool." Um and then Oscar was like, ooh, "No, we're ooh, this is a dual band. We have dual vocalists it's not all about having a female singer which is true so we were thinking okay well then how do we make the name less feminine because it's it's lilac it's gonna it's gonna portray to that the like i guess that kind of audience you know thinking okay a female fronted band so how do we make it sound like there's there's two of us you know and there's a masculinity as well in the in the name and so that's where they thought okay well there's a lot of bands now that are using v's instead of a's 
yeah. like the band Paris or Landmarks or whatever. Uh, so we tried adding the V in there, and that that looked good. That looked good. Um, but then something didn't. <clears throat> Something about the eye. Cam didn't like the eye. Went, went <laughs> next to the V. He said visually, you know, it, it needed to be more, I guess, spiky, uh, symmetrical. So we used the Y instead of the I, and, and everybody liked it. So, yeah, lilac, just we don't know how to spell. Yeah, so the styling basically came out because we're all complicated and didn't want to feel <laughs> left out. <laughs> Another message left unopened. I didn't call at the end of the night. You say you love me, open and honest Till the truth makes you die inside I have your heart, baby, I don't want it I haven't healed since my last goodbye I'll be the shadow in your closet I'll be the ghost in between your thighs What's the local music scene like there in Raleigh? Um, and I mean, for a band, because so much music is internet based, like, are you focused locally or is there a global expectation because, you know, of Spotify and, you know, social networks? I might have different opinion than you. No, but no we'll definitely global expectation constantly, <laughs> 100% all day. We're going everywhere. Um, but no, I mean, the, the, the fun thing is, is that uh, I think Raleigh is so diverse. It really brings in um, a big group of people. And uh, before COVID, there were a lot of like local venues that um, accepted, you know, I mean, rap, jazz, soul, um, you know, you just saw a metal, you know, uh, rock clubs in, in the Raleigh area that were just so accommodating to like all different kinds of people. Um, and sadly, after COVID, a lot of those did close. Um, so we did lose a little bit of that. But what that honestly pushed us to do was to kind of search outside those parameters of the immediate local Raleigh scene. So I think one of our first shows was like three hours away in another city. And then our next show was in another state, you know? So we really, from the very get go kind of said, yeah, we're from Raleigh, but we're pursuing like everything outside the bounds of, of the area. But I mean, I, I, I definitely think the local Raleigh area is starting to pick back up again now that things are starting to open back up and people are starting to come out again. Yeah. I think, um, so me in my previous bands, like, um, we, I, my last band was, was basically just like a kind of a local or regional band. And so like, there was a big rock and metal scene, uh, in Raleigh, like where we would gather there like every single week for like shows and stuff. But a lot of my friends that were musicians, all of them, like, you know, started have, you know, getting married, having kids and stuff. And then just like, you know, now they're going to play their songs that we wrote together, you know, on a regular basis at these venues. But it wasn't like thinking, going you know having the dream going yeah. out there going on tour and stuff and so i think like when i started lilac we were i was very very business oriented like you know I, I thought like okay here's what i want let's make sure we're all on the same page and we were you know like uh we set expectations for each other we set expectations for like you know where we want to see the band go and um i think 
knowing that early on allowed me to set the stage for like booking, uh, for getting us booking agents and then just growing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now like, I mean, we, so we went on tour with New Year's Day and then we went on, uh, we went on another uh, national tour just recently with um, Atreyu. And then we're going on another tour in October um, with stabs with fork, uh, stabs with fork. band that cannot be named yet <laughs> until next week. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's just, we're, we're really, we're not even going to Raleigh anymore. Like we haven't even played in it's, Raleigh. It's pretty in so rare. Long. It's pretty rare yeah. that we play in Raleigh anymore. I feel weird even telling people, Oh yeah, I live in Raleigh when we pretty much live in our, our tour bus now. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> like if this is where I live, you know, if you ever thought it would be fun to like, just live with seven people in a hallway, it's not. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Oh my god! I love it. No, it's been a lot of fun. Like like Lisa saying, we've basically been a national uh, touring act since we really got off the ground. We played a few local shows. But things exploded things, so fast. Yeah, things exploded yeah. for us pretty quickly to the point where I mean, our, our first tour was a national tour where we started off in California and kind of worked our way back home uh, through. Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, you know, all these places. And, and the tray, you took us even further than that up into the Northwest. And yeah. um, now we're going to get to sling across the East Coast and, and Middle America. So it's, it's. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just like, I mean, if we, we started during COVID, right? But then mm-hmm. after that, like we, so we recorded um, over at, uh, in West Valley Studios with um, Howard Benson's team. Uh, like, so Mike Plotnikoff and Joe Ricard, they're fantastic. And like um, working on that first record with him and then um, getting Tony Couch, who's our, our manager. He's also the manager of In This Moment, you know, so now yeah, getting his connection so quickly. Our first music video got over a million views. Then the second one, you know, got quickly, quickly over half a million views. Just it, things just like just kind of just started going so fast that like we ha- I, I realized I was like man we gotta fix our our bus you know mm-hmm. because at the time our, our RV had three pull out like it had two it had a it had a queen bed and then the kitchenette turned into a queen bed and then we had the bed in the back so we so, all had bunk buddies well yeah I mean essentially like we all had like we didn't have our private space you know yeah. but to be on the road so often you kind of get in a really bad headspace if you don't have one little area that you can go to to clear your head and it's just like you 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 know to be private and so uh, before the atreyu tour i was like okay prioritize building bunk beds back here you know so we tore out the the bathroom wall made it smaller because we don't use we always shower at like the gym um and so anyway we uh we just took out the shower and we used that space to build six bunks in the back and so now we still have the pull-out couch you know bed and the kitchenette can still be a bed if we bring more people on the road with us but at least we have the six dedicated bunk beds in the back you know for our own private space you can pull your curtain when you need to just like be angrily yeah, pull the curtain. Slam your curtain at your bed, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Never on top. <laughs> uh, oh, man. And it seems like I, coming out post-COVID, there seems to be this resurgence of like early 2000s radio rock and, and new metal. So being a band that is in that Linkin Park type space like is really helpful because I think people are not as like Ooh, butt rock, and people are just like, "Oh, that's a good fucking band, right?" Like, 
Oh yeah, I, I mean we've we've played with a lot of bands like that as well who are kind of uh, making their first steps on the scene, and um, no, everywhere we go, especially just because we. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. We throw down on stage, like we're we're like super high energy, and that's one of our our biggest focuses when we're out performing and on tour. Is that like, if you come to a lilac show, like you are gonna watch us just obliterate. We, I mean, stage. we headbang, we we uh, jump around. Cam lifts his keyboard above his head. Like we climb light towers, we hang from light towers, and we headbang from up there. Cam has made all of his uh, keyboards like wireless. Like so, even he has a little small keyboard at the top of the light towers. So after he climbs the light towers, he'll play keyboard up <laughs> there. Like we're just we're all over the place, and yeah. It, it's yeah it's about the performance about the story and we you know we i think we're we're all kind of like living out our dream out there you yeah. know so it's like the the absolute most we can make out of like oh like i have a stage now like i'm about to fucking yeah. like yeah. do it up you know and so yeah. uh it's just been so much fun getting to do all these incredible things and having crowds just like you know vibe it up and like you're saying you know people are just coming back out wanting to be filled with good energy and like throw down so it's it's been so much fun yeah yeah it's like you know this is your dream and you're making it happen and who knows how long it will last and we just learned from covid it could go away like that like yeah. just go for it and you know exactly there's there's no holding back anymore you just gotta every night just sweat your ass off yeah <laughs> yeah yeah at least this press release says you're also a part-time hacker <laughs> Uh, I'm not part-time. I'm full-time. Um, full-time hacker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, so, like, my regular day job, you know, we all work our day jobs mm -hmm. on the road, you know, mm -hmm. I, so I souped up the bus. We have a lot of hot spots that we can choose from or whatever, and we just basically, um, you know, bring our laptops. We do our regular day jobs remotely, and then at night, you know, it's time for sound check, and it's it's time to rock out, you know? Every single day, it's day job, sing, day job, sing. Uh, but yeah, my day job, I, I have eight different uh, hacking certifications. Um, wow. So uh, one of the hardest hacking certs in the entire world is the GXPN, and it's all custom buffer overflow exploits and like uh, building uh, like zero day like vulnerabilities from scratch and um, only like 1600 people in the world have it and I'm one of them so it's a uh, it's pretty hard hacking cert um, but yeah that's I, a brag that's not, a brag no, or anything I'm just saying I, I yeah I, I enjoy it I, um, I actually run the entire team uh, at um, where I'm at so it's it's really cool working with other hackers and um, I, I really actually I really like my day job but I also but this is my dream so I, I, yeah. I'm thankful that I found a day job that allows me to work remotely and gives me the flexibility um, to be able to like if even if I need extra cash because we're it's time for us to get a new generator or something for the bus like i can do bug bounties on the side i can i can you know hack and, and stuff you know legally i hack yeah. legally um you know <laughs> to find to find vulnerabilities and then show the company here's how i broke in and here's how you can fix it yeah cool uh oscar not to leave you out i see you're wearing the flipped shirt did you go to the yeah. aeros tour no i didn't so i i just have uh an incredible group of people around me who were able to 
band together and get me the the T Swifty shirt from the Era Tour. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely would love to go to a show, a T Swift show one day. I think I've heard she's one of the best performers ever, and it's like a crazy show. I mean, she travels w- with what, like eighteen trucks, something uh, like that. You can take she a that performance. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not quite, not quite in the like metal rock vein, right? But like, you know, like I said, my my musical taste is a little bit diversified, um, yeah. and has been. So you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I listened to Aborted yesterday. I listened to T Swift later. Whatever, it's it's all yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. That's not music, you know. I, I saw Taylor Swift on the Reputations tour, and it was incredible. It was bananas. It was so good. Was it like that's what I yeah. heard? Is that like if you go, like you're you're gonna get your money's worth? Oh yeah, um, yeah. I actually had a friend who who broke her ankle, and uh, spent the entire time standing at the Taylor Swift concert oh. because she didn't care, and then her foot was like <laughs> that big after oh the God. show <laughs> so the dedication is real and it was in one of those shows where it was like storming because like a lot of oh, them were just like got rained out you know yeah oh man wow. uh, well you guys are recording you're about to go on tour after that tour are you guys like gonna focus on promoting and working on videos for the new stuff or is there looking to tour 2024 yeah yeah absolutely so um with well we uh, have the upcoming tour in october we're going to be here in Vegas until um, like around like end of next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we still have another week and a half left with Kane. Um, once we're the music, which by the way, working with Kane, the music is next level. Like it's, yeah. it's literally the best stuff we've ever written. And it's also outside of the norm, like the normal box that like, I feel a lot of rock bands are put in like even like, yeah, like we we have the rap and rock combined, right? But we still feel like we have to hit a certain amount of you know chuggy chugs in order to still yeah. be our in order to still be our you know our genre, right? And get yeah. on rock radio. Um, but I think Kane has been so good at uh, just like letting us embrace who we are and and how we want to sound without putting us in this box and like oscar has been writing like the craziest cadences like i and and there was even places like in in a song where the music cuts out and kane was just like elise i want you to do like i want you to show off your vocal range here i want you to do some crazy christina aguilera shit like right here you know and um i've never had a producer allow me to do that before because i do have vocals that that um can do like pop kind of ranges and stuff but like i never really get to do that when you're just jumping around and headbanging and stuff you normally just stay low and with the grit and you know so it was kind of cool being able to um play around with with our sounds and and expand on them and uh it's it's turning out to be something next level just new different I, i can't wait i really hope that people embrace this lilac level too like yeah it's it's insane i'm really stoked um but yeah so after that we'll probably uh take one of the songs and do a release um probably with this tour so we'll we'll have to do we'll have to prioritize the music video Mm -hmm. very quickly um and then we'll release a a new song with the tour and um yeah we'll we'll, and then we'll focus on getting more tours and festivals planned for next year Oh, 
Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening.